for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world. We are live and amplified. So let's get ready to podcast. Fire it up. Welcome back to the Hoedown Showdown. I'm your host, Tom Quiet, and that was Silver by our next featured guest, Kirsty Cross. How's it going today, Kirsty? It is going fabulous. It's good to be on here. I'm glad to have you on. You know, it, it's very funny because I, I've been following a lot of your podcasts for a very long time, or a lot of the, like the podcasts and stuff that you're involved with. And, you know, so just to kind of, I didn't know you were a musician. For whatever reason, I didn't connect the dots that you were also a musician. And then I started seeing a lot of your music pop up. And I was like, oh, hey. I need to reach out to her. We need to get something set up. And we did. So I'm excited. That is, that's really cool to hear that you found me through that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's so cool. I love, I love hearing that because I haven't heard that yet. Yeah. Um, and I do do a lot of like hosting podcast stuff. So it's really cool that you found my music through that. Cool. Yeah. And it was mainly through the uh, Sports Guys podcast. Yeah. Uh, the, the Backstage countries. Pass. Yeah. Backstage Powered by pa- the Sports Guys the sports guys podcast yeah because we had a lot of uh similarities early on during the pandemic we were doing a lot of the same artists because we kind of got roped into the same group of pr people and so and then he started bringing you in and i was like oh hey this is cool you know and so yeah yeah excited to have you on um so for anybody that's just kind of getting to meet you for the first time kind of what's your background Uh, i know you're based out of nashville but like what's your uh background yeah, I come from Wisconsin originally. Uh, music is one of those things that I like to joke about how it chose me. So at two two years old, I was jumping up on picnic tables. I found myself at five already having solos and then doing plays and church choir and all of it, piano and guitar and, and started writing. So really, it's just been a part of my life since I was a little girl. And now I get to do it full time for over seven years. And I've lived in Nashville for six years. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you said the dirty W word. <laughs> I have to ask, are you a uh, Green Bay fan? I am. <laughs> well, you know. Oh, Bears. <laughs> it, I heard you say Wisconsin and I was like, Oh no, here we go. But it's all I have a song, a Wisconsin song, and it's called The Scotty Song. And I perform it every time I go back up there. Of course, I go up there a lot in the summertime because Mm -hmm. the weather is really nice. And so I make sure I perform that song. And there's a whole verse just about the Packers alone. (laughs) Nice. It's that it's was just really funny how it all works out. You know, that that rivalry it's just a fun rivalry to have like oh yeah it's not as ruthless as like the cubs socks that rivalry it's not but if if it wasn't there would we watch as much of those you know there's more people that tune in for those games just because because there's this extra rivalry between the packers and the bears so it's oh, just for sure. fun for sure yes it is oh so growing up in wisconsin uh what was uh who introduced you to music for the first time was it something that was just kind of there was it your family 
Um, it was really like the kids sing along. I guess my family, because my mom would put on the VHS tapes of the kids sing along. I watched Barney. I knew all the words to both. I remember having a cassette tape of Joni Bartels, which was a children's uh, artist at the time. And so I memorized all the words in the car. And it wasn't really until I was in kindergarten that my music teacher at a conference, like a, the conference really took my parents and was like, do you understand what you have here? And they're like, oh yeah, you probably say this to everyone. And they're like, no, 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 she sings, but she's like showing that she's got other things that she should be in the entertainment business. Like it's just flowing from her. And I I don't know exact words that she said, but she kind of was like, wake up parents. This girl is obsessed. So like, From there, my mom knew nothing. They were both left-brained numbers people. And Mm. so she just kept asking questions. And I am so grateful that she did because she was like, what do I do with this person? Plays? Okay, let's look. Okay, you auditioned for this professional dinner theater? Let's try that. You know, she just kind of took me to places to give me some outlets. For sure. So you had the skills but then you also had that thing that you people just can't learn. It's the intangible. It's the, it's that thing that separates every, the superstars from everybody else. It is kind of weird to talk about and say, but I think her, you know, her words were, were Kersey has that it factor as well. And you need, like, you need to do something about Mm. this and put her in more musical kind of, places and so Mm -hmm. from then on I found myself doing a lot of music and a lot of art like I really was into uh, short stories and also art as far as drawing so I did I had to meet with the teachers like for extra time like maybe Mm -hmm. during lunch or recess I was like in a meeting with them so they could give me more homework Mm -hmm. for sure around that you're you're one of the very first people to ever bring up the kid song VHS tapes (laughs) It's like, I remember watching those as a kid and now my sister, she has a, uh, uh, my niece will be one here in August. And so every once in a while, I'll just get like a little bug up my butt. And it's like, oh, hey, what was that song we used to sing as kids? And then I'd go find it on YouTube and I'll send it to her. And it's just like this weird homage to our childhood. Right. It's like, can't believe we actually like that. But, you know. Oh, yeah. That and for me, it was, every single Mary-Kate and Ashley movie that came out with their really ridiculous songs that they would sing, like pizza, give me pizza, P-I-C-Z-A. Like we knew all of that and like Xenon and all of the theme songs we like latched onto and and knew. So it was funny. Yeah, it was a different time. I don't think you could write, (laughs) I don't think you could release a lot of that stuff nowadays, but anyways, I digress. so when you kind of, so your parents put you kind of got that wake up call, like, Hey, Kirstie's got that it factor. We need to start embracing her musical talents, whether it's musicals, plays, you know, like whatever it is. Uh, when did you kind of make that transition straight into music? Was that just like a gradual thing or was it one day like, Hey, I want to sing like Taylor Swift or, you know, like whoever. Yeah, I, I found myself in a lot of competitions, but I really started 
writing was more like I sat down with a mentor when I was 12 mm -hmm. and learned about writing and was using the piano to write because at the time that was my instrument. So, uh, and then it was when I was 15 that I grabbed the guitar and sat with another mentor and started writing songs. And then at 15, I joined NSAI, which is Nashville Songwriters Association mm -hmm. Inc. And started going back and forth from Nashville to Wisconsin, back and forth, back and forth to write and co-write. So me, like the act of songwriting and being an artist that like writes music and sings that music rather than performing, you know, Disney songs or Phil Collins yeah. songs of, of Disney songs. Like nice. that was, that was kind of like where the bridge happened where I'm mm. like, Oh, like, here is my voice as an artist. Like, what do I want to say? So it's really finding the love for that around that, you know, middle school, like early high school age and the love for performing my own songs. And then from there, I felt like I doing trips to Nashville, I just kept falling in love. And I was like, it's a matter of when I'm going to move, right. not if, you know? And, and so then I just got determined, like, this is, this was my path. This is what I wanted nice. to do. Nice. And so you've been in Nashville now six years, you said? Yes. How, how, how's, how's Nashville kind of changed you as a musician? Oh my gosh. It's definitely helped me to up my game. Um, I, have loved being able to come into the city and learn the craft in a way where I can write commercial songs for other artists, but then also know like my lane as an artist as well and how that is different. And depending mm -hmm. on who I am in the room with, I can write that kind of genre and that mm -hmm. thing. Um, so there's definitely like this, this separation that has to happen, but it's been really cool to use my songwriting muscle, not just for me, like mm. for other people yeah. and almost like getting in their brains or their style of music and being an extension of them. It's a very different process, you know? Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. It Nashville is one of those cities where you, you think you know what you're doing and then you sit down with musicians that have been in Nashville and it's like, oh, they're playing on a completely different playing field. Oh, yes. I love the fact that I'm in the city and I can, like right now I'm looking at options for an electric guitar. So mm -hmm. I have about 15 people that I know I want to call and ask for advice before I even think about going into a store. Yeah. But that's because I have those resources at my fingertips living in Nashville. So I'm I'm really grateful for that. There's constantly resources to ask and people to push you and I think the city in general pushes you to be your best all the time. I'm constantly striving to get better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so to kick off this interview, we played a song off of your most recent album, or I guess it's yes. your debut debut album, correct? It is my debut album. You got a copy right here. Awesome. Always promoting. Perfect, perfect <laughs> placement. It's just subtle enough. Yeah. Uh, but it, the album's called Yes, You Can. Uh, what was kind of... Was it, so, did you set out with the idea of writing and releasing an album or were you just kind of releasing singles and it's like, oh, hey, let's do this? Uh, I started, I was writing for that album for three and a half years before I moved to Nashville and I was going back and forth. And then when I finally found I had enough music to, that was going to all fit together in this debut record, um, right after I moved, I started demoing it out and, and piece by piece 
putting it together and being a part of every production decision and being in the room for all that. So um, it took me a long time to put this that project together, but I really was like, this is something I'm going to have forever. And mm -hmm. it's going to be like my resume as my music, what's out there. So mm -hmm. it was important to me to go out swinging with my own sound mm -hmm. and what I think you know, fun music is and what I want to be performing on stage. And so I really feel like this record reflects that, like, and reflected that. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's it like having had a chance to listen to every or the entire album, it it's got a it's a fun record in general. It's got a little bit of everything. It's got upbeat. It's got a little bit of slower tempo. And it, it just tells a really cool story. Now, not saying that when I was listening to it, I was listening it from track one to what is it? 12 tracks, I think, uh, 10, I don't know. Uh, 11 tracks. There it is. That's my notes. Um, from track one to a track 11, cause Spotify, you know, I have it set on random, you know, sometimes it just kind of jumps out of place, but, um, just listening to the full album in its entirety, it, it takes you on a roller coaster. Oh, I love, I love hearing that. I think, one of my really goals was to uplift people in general um, in kind of other different situations that they're in and how they can get through it or, or mm. counter it or hopefully make them feel like they're ready to take action, whatever it needs to be. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's fun. And then the printed copies of this record has the two bonus tracks mm. on it as well. So uh, that's available on my website. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, and then what I really liked was just kind of listening to you talk about it all was you really took that old adage of you only get one first impression and you took it seriously with your music because you want this to be that first impression and you knocked it out of the park. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I was, it was really important to me to, like I said, come up with my own thing and mm -hmm where it was, it was commercial enough to be accepted in, in most sandboxes, but at the same time, be like my, my own music. And uh, that was important to me. Nice. I'm like, yeah. Nice. Were, was, were you trying, like, were you trying a couple of different things with the, your sound throughout this album? Cause I feel like you went from like, you were bending genres a little bit in this album. Was that something that was intentional or? Oh yeah. I okay. think, you know, there was a time with my producer where we had a conversation, the record was done and he goes, all right, just throwing this out there. Do you want to add banjo or violin to make this more country? And I was like, no, 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 this is done. This is everything that the songs call for. This mm -hmm. feels done to me. I'm not going to add instruments just to add instruments. Mm -hmm. And with that being said, there's a song on there that has marimba, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I thought the song needed marimba. So yeah. really just going with my gut and what I feel like the songs needed. And I definitely want to cross, mm -hmm. you know, genres. I like that eighties rock is definitely in, in there influenced yeah. and a little bit of funk and of course lots of blues, but then mm -hmm. wrapping it up in modern country. So that's yeah. kind of what it is. Yeah. Because that was the first thing I picked up on, and it was really cool that you didn't overproduce the album. Because I know that's a like a thing that musicians tend to fall in, especially young, younger, more younger musicians, where they'll work with a producer that's getting paid 
get like add-on bonuses for different things and they fall into the trap of oh hey this needs slide guitar this needs that you know and they just stack it on and try and get the most money they can but the fact that you didn't overproduce the album it was just like that chef's kiss oh love it i love it i definitely think working um really closely Mm -hmm. with the the main producer on all the decisions and we you know say that there was organ in the whole song mm-hmm. but we're pulling it down in parts like mm-hmm. there's there's certain spaces for the organ where you you don't necessarily get to have all those decisions all the time if you record in a different way mm-hmm. for sure for sure so kind of moving forward you released a a new single as a featured artist uh earlier this year called tied down what's the uh story behind this song yeah, tied down was with my buddy Mark Mulch, and we had known each other about ten years. He's very much in the Priscilla Block uh, group, and he's just an awesome human being. And so he was like, "Hey, I want to put this like drop rock summer beach songs EPK together, yeah. like you know EP together. Um, let's write for it." And I was like, yeah. "Okay." So we had a very direct thing we were going into, and he had the title of "Tied Down," and I just started singing this groove and I think I sang the first two lines and he was like yes yes let's let's continue with that nice. so it became a true duet and going in the studio for that was so much fun awesome awesome I think yacht rock and trop rock and stuff of that nature I think that's I'm starting to see more musicians kind of flow in that direction as like something did as a different genre to kind of explore so I'm really interested to see where those subgenres kind of go in the near future here I would love to welcome any artists that, you know, artists that are feeling that vibe. I can mm-hmm. introduce them to people. I have had nothing but just pure enjoyment meeting all yes. these parrot heads and and playing their festivals and, and going different spots in Florida and et cetera, et cetera. It's been it's been a whole lot of fun. And so I'm very excited to have my first drop rock, yeah. you know, beach country song out. I it's been a blast and we are nom- We just found out we we're on the nomination ballot for uh, single of the year and song of the year for the Trump Rock Music Awards. So that's awesome. holding out for that. <laughs> that's sweet. That's really cool. Congratulations on that. Thank and hopefully, you. Uh, hopefully you win that. That'd be really cool. That'd be so cool. <laughs> so, uh, before we jump into Tied Down to wrap this all up, if anybody wants to check out your music, check out any shows, any of that fun stuff, uh, where's the best place to find you? Ooh, everything is at KirstyKraus.com. Kirsty like Kirsty Alley and Kraus like Allison Kraus minus an S. Awesome. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. And before we wrap this up, I have one very important question for you. What's a piece of advice you have for the young musicians out there? Ooh, a piece of advice would be do the 10,000 hours. If you say you want to be a singer or you say you want to be a songwriter, just start telling people that that is what you are and then do the things every day that you think that somebody that does that would do never be afraid to ask questions but yeah feel free to just like also advice would be if you're trying to if your goal is to perform a show just set the show up and Mm -hmm. then you'd be surprised at with the fire in your butt because you have the show scheduled you will prepare for it. Just mm-hmm. set the show up, even though yeah. you're not prepared for it. Make yourself do it. Yeah. It's uh, making yourself do something is the best fuel that I've ever 
I've ever experienced. Like I'll, I'll have this idea to do something and I'll set it up and then I dread it the entire way up. And it's like, man, I don't really don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, whether it's nerves or whatever. And then I go and do it. And, and you like, enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy <laughs> it. I get a high and it's like, you got to do it again. Yes, yes. You know. Starting sometimes can be the most daunting, but really it, it's it's the start that proclaims your your power and your strength to get past that. And it only gets easier from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But Kirstie, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute blast chatting with you. Uh, hopefully one day when I'm in Nashville, we'll bump into each other and I'll catch a show or what have you. But uh, or really a show in Texas. Yeah. Thank you, Tom. I so much appreciate this. It's been awesome.